Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Greg, thank you very much for that. Now, executives from X were in front of the Oireachtas Media Committee today for a private session. They've been invited to attend to discuss online safety, disinformation and media literacy. Senator Malcolm Byrne, Fianna Fáil spokesperson on further and higher education, is on the committee and he's on the line now to tell us what happened. And also on the line, we've Neve MacDonald, Director of the Hope and Courage Collective, which was set up to support and empower communities to take action against hate, bigotry and extremism. And you're both very welcome to the programme this evening. And Malcolm, I'll start with yourself. And why was this held in private? Uh, Good evening, Sarah. Well, we wanted to have this in public. Uh, The Oireachtas Media Committee were often in the news, I suppose, for dealing just with matters relating to RT. But we cover a lot of other areas and we've been looking at the broad media landscape, including, as you say, disinformation, online safety, AI, deepfakes. Uh, And we were keen to engage with all of the platforms and other players um, X uh, initially were reluctant to come in and attend uh, and then they said they would attend if uh, the session was in private. Um, so we discussed this as a committee and I suppose we felt it was better uh, to have them in and to engage rather than them refusing to take part. Now, I, I will say we also did have a, a, at their request a private session previously with Meta uh, and it can sometimes be more useful in that it allows for a franker exchange of views and you don't necessarily get, if I say this respectfully, some of the showboating um, that you might get from colleagues when mm. you know the media are present and so on. But I, I think as a general principle, um, certainly it, it should always be in public uh, and I certainly we will be publishing a report uh, at the end of this um, our it's very undermining has... to accountability, isn't it, to public accountability, given the very important role that these uh, social media platforms play in, in, in all of our lives now and in every aspect of our lives, that I... they wouldn't sit and, and answer really valid questions from our politicians in public, in a, in a, on, in a form that the public can see. I, I totally agree with you and the committee uh, would have a preference for that and Elon Musk uh, who's a, a, a great man to argue for free speech uh, it's his company uh, they made the request for it to be in private and and we took the decision um, then that it was it was better to go ahead with the meeting uh, we did we had two and a half hours uh, with X today and uh, what I will say that the engagement was welcome and we were able to get get some information. Uh, I I think at the end of it, and certainly you know among my colleagues when we were chatting at the end of it, uh, I we remain I think to be convinced that X is seriously committed to tackling disinformation, uh, or indeed to tackling some of the the worst forms of hate speech uh, which we see on the site. Uh, and we know, and there've been a number of reports, including from the European Union, that Twitter is the platform okay. with the largest ratio of mis and disinformation uh, that's yeah, out there. Yeah, and I want to get I do want to get into the the substance of what was discussed today. But just one final question on this issue of being held in private: Are you concerned a precedence has been set now? Well, this was kind of an exceptional decision uh, where we had private meetings with both Meta and mm. uh, and with X. We have had, you know, most of our, our sessions on all of these issues uh, have been in public and it would be something that we would prefer to happen. The difficulty, of course, is that these are, you know, they're private companies. Uh, so unlike, say, RTE, which 
you know receive state funding okay. uh, there, there's there's not uh, you know there's not the same level of requirement for, for for people to come but I but I will say and I do think that uh, we were able to you know get to the bottom of some answers all right we, we, well, well let's get on to the the substance as I say and I know one thing that um you wanted to ask them about uh, is, is this allegation that in the wake of the November 23rd riots in Dublin X were uncontactable by both the Gardaí and the Department of Justice while at the same time the platform was being used by rioters to coordinate their actions. What did X have to say about that today? Yeah, well, we weren't, uh, frankly, we weren't happy with some of the responses uh, around this. Uh, and uh, we were rather surprised when a number of um, my colleagues would have raised some of the, you know, the controversial tweets that were kind of in encouraging or incentivising uh, a riot to take place and so on, that X didn't uh, act uh, quickly enough. Uh, we weren't impressed um, by the responses of X, uh, I have to say. Um, I think... Uh, they they did admit, you know, that they could have responded quicker in, in certain instances, but they, they stood pretty much behind, you know, some of their procedures. In in terms of going forward, we did get indications from them that they are actively monitoring disinformation in the context of the forthcoming referenda and elections. Uh, and they did outline to us, uh, you know, their process of content moderation. But I think the evidence... Uh, certainly from the Dublin riots and indeed in our responses to questions around that was Mm. that, you know, while they have, and anyone who looks at X will see the rules of X, the the content standards that they set out, uh, our problem was around uh, the levels of enforcement. And I think the answers that they gave to some of the questions around content moderation, frankly, they they didn't fill us with a lot of hope, Sarah. Yeah, where does that leave us? You know, I mean... Well, you know, well, it's just there's this sense of powerlessness when it comes to the way our politicians are able to deal with the social media platforms. First of all, they're given special favour in how they want to talk to you in the first place. And then they give you responses that you're not happy about. Is, is that the end of that? Well, well, no, it's not. Um, and, and, and just on the content moderation piece, I mean, something that, that did particularly alarm us, uh, and, and we know, and this is the same across a number of platforms, is that a lot of content moderation is now done by artificial intelligence. Uh, but I did get confirmation when I was asking questions around the number of human content moderators. Uh, and uh, X confirmed to us that globally that number has dropped from 5,500 in November 2022 prior to the Elon Musk takeover uh, to 2,500 now, including 250 uh, in the European Union. So we're at fewer than half the number of content moderators we had prior to the must takeover. That said, so we we then looked at you know where we have been taking action, and as you are aware, uh, we have enacted uh, the Online Safety and Media Regulation Act here in Ireland, which set up Commission Aman. Commission Aman is now also the Irish agency uh, for the Digital Services Act, uh, which has come uh, into play, uh, and there are very clear requirements uh, on some of the platforms. And now, in terms of how they uh, they you know they address mis and disinformation. Okay, so was it clear to you then from speaking to X that they are living up to those requirements, that they are fulfilling those requirements, and if not, what happens to them? Well, well, they're, to, frankly, they're not because one of the other, and just to finish on on some of the you know the regulatory points. Um, we did raise the forthcoming hate speech legislation uh, that is going through the Iraq this at present. Uh, what was welcome was a clear commitment um, by X that if and when that 
legislation is enacted, that they will adhere to the terms uh, of that legislation in spite of, you know, Elon Musk saying that that he had problems with aspects of it. So certainly they did say, uh, you know, that they would adhere uh, to the law. Um, I raised with them the case of, you know, in Germany where they very strong hate speech legislation, particularly because of Holocaust denial and in those circumstances, Mm. user data has to be passed over to law enforcement authorities and they did say that they fully adhered to uh, the German hate speech legislation. So, so yes, I suppose the answer is is that as politicians we are acting, uh, you know, in as far as we can. And I think you are seeing at EU level the Digital Services Act and indeed the AI Act, which will hopefully be agreed fully uh, in the coming months. Okay, uh, okay. You know, stay we'll with this, Malcolm, if you don't mind, uh, because we do, we do have Neve Macdonald also on the line. And Neve, I, I wonder what you think of what you've heard Hi, thus Sarah. far. Um, not surprising, really, that um, X is not living up to um, what it's supposed to do regarding regulation, Sarah. And just from our own experience um, in dealing with X, um, we have a kind of trusted flagger kind of position with X. So in the Hope and Courage Collective, we are there to kind of report kind of hate, disinformation and violence to kind of different platforms. And all platforms um, have a responsibility coming from an agreement made at EU level in December 2022. To, to engage with localised expertise on the ground um, when it comes to like hurts and harms arising on the platform. But since the change of ownership with Musk, all their team, their trust and safety teams have been slashed, have been removed. And that effectively ended our kind of trusted flagger, kind of professional relationship with, uh, with Twitter. And we've seen since that then that um, its new owner Musk has reinstated kind of uh, previously banned accounts of white supremacism, hate and fascism. And we have seen Elon Musk engage directly with white supremacists and fascists openly on Twitter. You know, and and also since then, we have to look at a lot of Irish kind of white supremacists and and fascists are on this account. Now, I'm not going to name them here, but our listeners, I'm sure, are very aware of them. Yeah, and and yes, yes, sorry to interrupt you, but yet in in its statement to the committee today, X said that it had had extensive yeah. rules in place to combat hate speech, hateful content, child sexual abuse and other online harms, strict rules in place that forbid violent speech in the platform, violent and hateful entities, as well as perpetrators of violent attacks. Well, they're not enforcing those rules, Sarah. They are not. Because we can see, right, so does Irish white supremacists and fascists pay a monthly account to Twitter to have access to kind of extra features. So these features, right, so they give them a kind of higher ranking in the algorithm to increase their reach over anybody else. Access to longer tweets to uh, to share even more hate, but also access to video streaming. And that's where they kind of produce their content and they video stream. And this is all this anti-migrant activity we are seeing across the country, stoking it and mobilisations around the country. Okay, and let me just put that to Malcolm, if you don't mind. Uh, Malcolm, did you get into the issue of the algorithm uh, with X today and and how the algorithm works in terms of what people are now seeing? Is, Is it people who pay that get their content seen more? Well, uh, that that is correct. I mean, uh, X effectively admitted that the algorithm is more driven by likes and shares than by relying on trusted news sources. Uh, and while we appreciated that honesty, certainly it feeds into our concerns around misinformation and disinformation. And and to the point about you know some of these people who are uh, you know promulgating hate speech and they're being back allowed on uh, on X, uh, and it, it is something that's deeply uh, concerning. Uh, 
the other side of it then is that we raised, you know, if this is meant to be this bastion of free speech, we raised what happened in the last few days where uh, Yulia Navalnaya, the mm. wife of Alexei Navalny, mm. her account uh, was suspended. We raised the case of the Irish Examiner journalist Seamus O'Reilly, who, when he published an article critical of Elon Musk, you know, found his account to be suspended. So, uh, our so what issue, did they say about that? Well, uh, uh, essentially our issue, I mean, they, they were reluctant. I mean, there was this classic case of reluctant to comment on, on individual cases. In with private. regard to the, well, Yeah, but this was even in private. But even with the, uh, the Navalnaya case, uh, you know, there are discussions going on with Thierry Breton, the EU commissioner, uh, around this specific issue. They explained that part of it was that, you know, what we were being told was that the AI was picking up unusual activity around this. Okay. With the Seamus O'Reilly case, they they, they they wouldn't comment. But it, it does speak to this point that if you look uh, on X, there are these things called the rule the rules of X, the community standards. You'll see them on other platforms yeah. like Facebook and TikTok as well. But clearly the problem uh, is around X's commitment to actually enforcing, enforcing them And that's what Neve is saying. So Neve, yes. where, where do we go from here then? Because uh, Malcolm is, is referencing Commissioner Man and, and the rules that are in place yeah. at the moment yeah. and the rules that are coming in place. But do any of those, are, are any of those any use if they're not being <laughs> adhered to? <laughs> But but also like, you know what I mean? I think, uh, yeah, regulation is important and kind of take down, but it's also prevention, Sarah. And that's really, really important because by the time someone sees the hate and the disinformation and the violence, it's too late. It's there. So we need to roll back and look at how can we prevent this hate and disinformation just landing in people's streams. And that's what this is doing. And that's what the recommender system is doing. The recommender system is automatically switched on. And the recommender system kind of takes your kind of personal sense of data looks at that and sees okay what salacious kind of violent content can I deliver to that person mm. and that's what this does and I have to fully support the Commissioner Man and Neve Hodnett because they have recommended that the, the recommender system be turned off switched off at source and that means that that kind of river of hate is not landing in people's kind of feeds okay. so and Malcolm, that, that's an interesting recommendation the, sorry yeah. Neve to interrupt you that's an, a very interesting yeah. recommendation from Commissioner Man. it makes sense from what Neve is saying does it hold any weight? Can X just ignore it? It is, and it's, and that's I suppose the point that because Commissioner Man has now become also uh, the the Irish Agency for the Digital Services Act, there are additional powers uh, that are in place there. I think it's important. What are they? What are they? What powers so are there? So there are there are powers in terms of being able to take down uh, material. Um, now, what what you would hope would be in a situation that you know the regulator wouldn't have to step in and wouldn't have to do this. Um, but there are now, so so now that the Digital Services Act uh, is in place, in the first instance, if you have a problem with a piece of content, you contact the platform itself. But if you're not happy uh, with uh, the response of the platform, you can then go to Commission a Man uh, as the agency, uh, as the regulator concerned, and they can investigate it uh, and take action. And, and I have to say, I suppose... So it, is in, that in, happening? Yeah, I mean, could the government not complain to Commission a Man then? Because, oh, I mean, Justice Minister Helen McEntee said at the time of the Dublin riots that she believed X's failure to take down content fueled some of what is happening. And, so, and she, she was correct. And 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 yes, and 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 that power uh, that power is there. Uh, and complaints, you know, will be made obviously to um, uh, to Commission Man. Um, I mean, we had the opportunity today, I suppose, of expressing serious concerns to X. And 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 I guess you know we've engaged with other platforms as well. We've engaged 
you know, with Meta, with Google, with TikTok. Mm. And I have to say our, our experience in engaging with all of those is is. And we're not happy with, with, you know, the responses, but they're a lot more proactive. They're a lot more willing uh, to engage. They have invested a lot more in content moderation. Uh, and, and I suppose if, if you want to use the phrase, they are at least trying. Our concern with X and the evidence is, is there. I mean, one of my colleagues described X as, as having gone from something which was, you know, great sharing of information now to just being a cesspit. Uh, and I think, I think, unfortunately, that's true. Now, there okay. is, you know, there is the potential uh, to 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 turn that around, but that will require on the part of X to invest in content moderation. But where they fail to do so, uh, the regulator, Commissioner Man, uh, and and in you know in other cases where okay. we, we haven't even touched on on ele- the elections and so on. Uh, yeah, and indeed, and, and we will have to get in. back to back to this topic in in relation to that. Um, I would like to play some of what X said in front of the Iraq this committee today in in response to some of your questions. But of course, we don't have access to that at their request. It was held in private, um, so we'll have to leave it at that. Uh, but thank you both very much for joining us this evening. Very interesting discussion. That's Malcolm Byrne and Eve McDonald. 